Stop and breathe. Get back in the present. Stop and breathe. Just notice. Notice what you're thinking. Let yourself feel what you're feeling. Don't run from it. But ask yourself, why? What need have I not been meeting? What need of mine still needs to be met? Hi, welcome back to Soul Speak. I'm Meg Michelson. Thanks so much for being here. Really do appreciate that. It's always great to know that there are people that find this of value. And please share with me your thoughts and your comments. You can do that via email. You can do that uh, via YouTube. I'd love to hear from you. So last episode, we looked at how do we rev up our energy further, that power base so we can get to a higher state of empowerment on a more regular basis, that state that can keep us going for more than one moment or more than one day, so we can feel safe enough to take those risks. And we all know some risks really are pretty scary. So then we can begin and continue to take those action steps towards a goal. And this is something I'll talk about a lot, just because It takes us about 10 times of hearing something to really let it sink in. And that's why we listen to sometimes the same thing over and over again. And why we want to take those steps towards a goal so we start to love our life. It's important to really feel like I'm here living the reason I came here to live. So that can be an external goal an internal goal. And of course, it's humans, we hopefully have both internal and external goals, an internal goal being stopping the negative thinking. And that's been a goal of mine. And I always still work on that one. Stop the negative thinking, stop going down the rabbit hole of the past. An external goal could be creating more joy in your home or exercising or finding a new friend. When I was in college, I had moved to Minnesota, and I was living working full-time as an aide for a quadriplegic, and I had no friends, literally. So part of my goal at the University of Minnesota was to find a friend, and I put my intention out there, and I made myself talk to people in class, and I found a friend. And of course, I had more friends, but that would be an external goal, to find a friend. And these past years, sometimes it's been a little harder to reach our goals, We have been so up and down, shakeups in energy, and this has been going on for, well, a long time, but a lot the last three years or so, and it's going to continue. But as humans, our job is to learn to navigate all of that up and down energy to keep ourselves steady and live our lives in healthy ways. Our human minds, you know, can help us or hurt us. They're so powerful. At times, we forget how powerful our minds are. But it's absolutely true. Think about when you're thinking those low-level crappy thoughts. And then you start to feel bad and you start to feel worse. And then you think a few happy thoughts and you feel good and your energy revs up. Remember that. It's all our choice. It's all up to us. Every moment of every day, we get to choose what our thoughts are going to be or how to sustain them anyway. Because we all want to feel free. Every human wants freedom. However, so often we feel shackled. We might think of freedom in finite terms, though. We hate the job and we don't know how to get out. We hate a relationship. We don't know how to get out. We don't have enough money. That's freedom in finite terms. 
True freedom exists in our minds. True freedom is always available to us, depending on our thoughts. It's up to us. True freedom means we understand that we always have choice. That we always have choice because no one can make us think anything. So throughout your day, can you choose to pause and listen to something that makes you feel good? Good music, the birds. Or can we choose otherwise and blame the world? I can choose to look for beauty or I can walk around with a grimace. I can choose to look at people in, the, in their eyes and smile, maybe compliment them, or I can turn away and know that someone might need a smile but not give it to them because I feel grown. That's about really learning how to be present, connecting our emotional authenticity, that emotional vulnerability of living in the truth. But we have to be present to do that. When we're present, we can taste our food. When we're present, we can smell good things. Of course, not so good things too, but you can choose to smell things. That means you're present. We can see the faces of those around us. We can look in someone's eyes and live not only in the present at that moment, but also in the truth. There's a lot we can learn by looking someone in the eyes. We live in the past. Even those small moments, like when there's someone crabby at the checkout lane, they you feel like they were rude to you. So now I'm going to be crabby for as long as I want to because I'm going to keep thinking of that one encounter where someone was disrespectful to me. I could just do that all day, right? But does that serve me any good? You know, we're always going to be somewhat depressed or we'll always feel somewhat lonely or isolated if we stay hooked to the past. Thinking of an old lover that left us or a mistake we made that cost us to lose something of value or how maybe we weren't the perfect parent in one moment. We can stay in that and drown or we can take a breath ask for guidance on how to make a change. We can make amends. We can learn to love and live differently. Takes being in the present. Takes us being emotionally vulnerable. So we're really looking at the truth that we can change. So if you're willing, I want you to take a moment and think of a regret. We all have one. Notice how it starts to drain you if you think of it a little too long. A few years ago, I met a man, and he was in his 50s. And he was living his glory years from high school, still talking about his glory years were as a high school quarterback and how he chose to get married young and did not pursue a career in football. So then he worked a mediocre job that he really didn't like, he drank every day. I think he smoked pot every day. And he was in his 50s, living in his past with all the regret from all of the choices that he made. Instead of taking that energy and moving into something great again, every day we can redefine ourselves. Every day. Every moment. Doesn't mean we live in fantasy. No, really, it's quite the opposite of fantasy. We live in honesty. We live in authenticity. We live in as much vulnerability that is needed so we can take an action step 
to move into the life we regret we do not have. Can always shift it into the life we do have. Takes effort. The one we wish we would not have given up on. The one that we're now excited and so afraid to pursue. There's a lot of people, I was doing some research on this, there's a lot of people that found success later in life. How many times have you heard stories of people that went broke and rebuilt themselves? How many people had a history of unhappy relationships, but finally found a great relationship later in life? There's a lot of those people. Why later in life? You know, it takes us, on an older astrological model, it takes us about 29, 30 years to go around a life cycle. So we learn a lot those first 29, 30 years, and hopefully we learn a lot and start to make changes. And then as we get older, we hopefully carry less baggage. Then we can really become more authentic. But you don't have to wait because you guys in your 20s, there's so much more knowledge out there than there was when even I was younger. So take advantage of it. Really cool, Barbara Streisand, who I love her singing voice. You know, she met an actor, James Brolin, when she was 54 years old. They got married, I think, a few years later, and they still publicly claim and seem to be very happy. She was 54 years old. So if you're in your 20s or 30s or 40s or 50s and still want that great relationship, just know that it's absolutely possible. Just know it's possible. It takes becoming authentic to yourself first. It takes being emotionally vulnerable enough to look at and change the patterns that are getting in our way. You know, thinking causes so much more stress than action. There's a woman I'm working with, a younger woman, and she recently has this great opportunity to move across the country to pursue a dream she loves. She's so excited. And then she called me to set up a session And all of those worries started coming out. She became really stressed about all the next steps, even though everything was lining up so easy. Her mind went to the past and how things didn't always work out. What if I can't find housing? What if I can't sublet my apartment? What if I can't find someone to take care of my pets? This reactionary chain is based on stressors from the past and how we bring them into our present. The thinking about the things we have to do takes so much more energy than the doing of the things we need to do in order to make that happen. Because the thinking causes us the anxiety which exhausts our body. And now we don't know what to do. We don't even know what action step to take. And then we can freeze and possibly crumble. This has happened to all of us on some level if you're human. We don't have to stay in that. Remember, get back into the present. Wait a minute. What's one action step I can take right now? And we talked about this last week. What can we do? Stop and breathe. Get back in the present. Stop and breathe. Just notice. Notice what you're thinking. Let yourself feel what you're feeling. Don't run from it. But ask yourself why. What need have I not been meeting? What need of mine still needs to be met? And then communicate that to yourself first and then communicate it to the person that you trust or a few people you trust. They can help you then navigate the next steps. But this might not happen in one interaction, especially if this involves another person, if you're working on a relationship issue. 
might have to go back and reassess, bring up the conversation again. As long as you're committed to yourself, as long as you're committed to being in the truth, as long as you're committed to making your life what you want it to be, and as long as you're committed to that other person, if it's a relationship, but yourself first, then these things, yes, they're hard, but the commitment, the commitment to self first, that commitment to emotional authenticity, that commitment to growing a great relationship with yourself, with others, it makes it worth it. It makes it easier. Because otherwise, we go back into the past and back into the past and back into the past or running into the future. And that can cause us to run amok with our emotions. We can have so many more emotional outbursts when we're running back and forth between the past and the future. So, of course, we need to breathe. We need to call ourselves back into our body. And then we need to take risks to get into the present and out of the past. A risk can be as simple as I'm just going to stop the mind chatter because although that's been my comfort zone, I know it no longer serves me. Risk is necessary. Persistence is necessary. And connecting with others is necessary. And I said this last week, managing our time is necessary. Managing our time to stay present so we can create whatever we want to create. Connecting to our own thoughts. Connecting to our own feelings. That's also a necessity. You would be amazed at how many people I work with focus on their partner's thoughts and feelings more than their own. And they're not even realizing they're doing it. When they're mad at their partner, but in actuality, underneath all that, they're mad at themselves for not tuning into themselves first, for replaying that pattern over and over and over again in their head from whatever that history was, from letting themselves be taken advantage of. When we start to live in really harnessing, living in the present, really looking at, is this emotion, is this thought based on history or the now? When we start to live in this way, we not only create a healthy partnership with ourselves, we also create a healthier partnership with our current and any other potential partner if our current isn't the one that's going to last. And then we can create a life that feels vibrant that is alive, that involves fun, even risk-taking. And that's why, in my belief, so many people found great relationships or found more external success later in life because they got out of their own way. Because first they had to find that internal connection and stop blaming others for how they were or were not living. Now, releasing blame is a big step. Then creating the change is a second step. Because when we stop blaming our family of origin or our partner or our kids, we might still continue to let them rule us. We might still be stuck. And let me explain that. We can stop blaming them, but we can still continue to overserve them, put their needs before our own. So the stopping of the blaming, that's a great step. And the second one is honoring self in that mix. Honoring self first. A man I know continues to give up on the idea of having a healthy partnership. He's given up on himself because he's tied to his job 
and his children because they don't want things to change. And his work takes a lot of his time. But what if he took the risk of developing healthier relationships with those people? Healthier relationships with himself so maybe he would love his job instead of become exhausted by it. We have to believe it's possible, you know. If we believe it's possible, we can move into it. If we don't even believe it's possible, it cannot exist. So belief is huge. When we feel too much time has passed, when we're comparing ourselves to others, when we feel like it will take too much work, we're totally abandoning ourselves. We're not being honest. We're not being present. But we might support the dream of another, but not our own. Now we're abandoning ourselves. But no more. When we stop the chatter and take the steps, it's never too late for a great relationship with yourself, which can lead to a great relationship with so many other people. It's never too late. And it's never too late for a hope or a dream or a goal to be realized. It just takes the foundation to be stronger. It takes that commitment to self. It takes being emotionally vulnerable in healthy ways with yourself first. There's a lot of people that pursue dreams later in life. So remind yourself it's never too late. A few that came to mind, and, and of course, I also Googled this. Julia Child, great cook. I don't know. Some of the audience won't know her, but look her up. She wrote her first cookbook at the age of 50, and she became known as one of the top French chefs in the world. She eventually became the first woman inducted into the Culinary Institute Hall of Fame, and she did not even write the book until she was 50. Grandma Moses, I'm sure you've all heard of Grandma Moses, did not look her up. She didn't even start painting till she was in her 60s. And it took another 10 years about before her work was even noticed. Well, she ended up having her paintings at the Museum of Modern Art. And she produced about 1,500 pieces from the time she was 60 to her death at 101. That's incredible. 41 years 1,500 pieces, and she didn't even start till she was 60. So please, let's stop telling ourselves it's too late. It's never too late. Stan Lee, I love his movies. He wrote The Fantastic Four, not until he was in his 40s, and after that he created Spider-Man, Black Panther, X-Men, a lot of others. And think about that, all of those movies that came from that, the X-Men, Spider-Man, Black Panther, love all those movies. A woman you might not know, and I found her story fascinating, her name is Gladys Burrell. She had polio as a child and didn't become active until she was in her 40s. She could have continued to tell herself she couldn't do things. She could have continued to be stuck in the past and not have been emotionally honest with herself. She had to work through a lot of fear, a lot of frustration. But in her 40s, she came to pilot multi-engine planes. She climbed Mount Hood in Oregon, and she hiked in the deserts. At the age of 86, she ran her first marathon. 86. She completed the Honolulu Marathon at the age of 96 and holds the world's record for the oldest woman to complete a marathon. 
And you guys, she didn't even start till she was in her 40s. We get to do that. We get to start wherever we're at, whenever we are ready. We don't have to wait to be ready anymore. So the people on this list, and there's so many more if you start looking it up, they overcame a lot of hardships. It wasn't easy. These things weren't handed to them. They worked. They didn't give up. They committed to themselves. And I'm sure they had to stay present and get back into the present over and over and over again and to be honest and vulnerable so they could ask for what they need. And a few that I looked up had to really learn how to handle anger because that's an emotion that's big and can, we can use it for good or it can take us and swallow us whole. So what is the difference? What can we do? Commit to yourself. Commit to being honest and vulnerable. Commit to raising your emotional IQ. Commit to yourself. Be honest with yourself. Take the time that you need to work through the hard stuff within yourself first and as you're pursuing your goals. And that makes the, your world it does make it easier in a lot of regards because our reaction is easier because we are not reacting. We are learning to respond. And I'll talk about that more in next week's episode as well as what makes a great romantic relationship. So be good to you this week. Find ways to be kind to yourself and others and smile at yourself in the mirror because this is great big work we're doing and it is absolutely worth the effort. Thank you for being here, and I look forward to connecting with you next week. Hey, listeners, thanks again for joining me. If you want to learn more about me, services I offer, who I am, please check out my website, megmichelson.com. Also there, you can join my newsletter. I do a, the best job I can to send it out monthly, no guarantees. Follow me on Instagram and YouTube. Thanks again for coming. I'll see you next time.